Welcome back to the pre-med show with Andy and Pedo. I'm Andy. And I am Pedo. We're here today. Um, just want to say shout out to our gunners out there, our fans. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. You know, we love it when you guys are on. Um, and yeah, go, go, go give us a like, go give us a bump on the social media. Um, you love. guys are hitting us up. We love it. Right, Andy? Love the interaction. Dude, we just love, love interacting it. with our fans. That's what um, we for. Yeah, go, go give us a like, go give us a shout out, ask us a question. I mean, I know we're fools, but you know, we try to help you guys out at the pre-med show on Twitter and Instagram. Dude, we're here today with an awesome guy. Andy knows him a little better. I'm going to let Andy introduce him. Yeah. So, uh, we were honored to have Dr. Reyes, Dr. Marcos Reyes with us today. Um, he's an ophthalmologist that I've been shadowing this summer and yeah, awesome guy. We're super, we're super uh, pumped that you're on the pod with us today. Dr. Reyes, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Happy to be here. Thank you. It's good to be, it's good to be here with you. It's good to be here, man. It, you were getting ready for a hike, right? Yeah, man. I'm going to Machu Picchu in three weeks. It's going to be awesome. Amazing. Dude, is it tough to balance that out with like your practice or you just kind of got it figured out, dialed in at this point? Man, it's always tough. But I mean, when you go into medicine, you have to realize you're going to be stuck in the academic kind of mindset for so long. You got to actively take part in kind of taking care of your body, yeah. getting some sleep, not much, but some sleep. Not much. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But exercise plenty for sure. That's a big thing. Dude, for me, I told Andy this when I was taking my MCAT, I wasn't exercising. Cause I've told Andy, that's how I am. My personality. I like to dig deep and just like put everything into something. So I was doing only studying and it, I mean, it worked for me, but, but you definitely now, like as I get older, it's like, you can't, that Did doesn't it, fly at that point. Maybe for a few weeks you want to focus right. or a week or two, but you got to get back to you exercising. Gotta, you got to keep a balance. Did it work for you? Maybe you could have a 528 if you would have exercised. Valid. That's a good, that's a good point, dude. <laughs> what are you going to do? I guess we'll never know. Yeah, I remember yeah. one uh, one OBGYN doctor that I, my wife was one of his patients when I was a pre-med student up at BYU, and he's like, Marcos, whatever it takes, man, you exercise at 11 o'clock at night, midnight, you just got to get out there and take care of yourself. Really? So, yeah. And wisdom. you took his advice. I take wisdom. Yeah. yeah. No, that's how it is. So give us, dude, give us a little background on you. I mean, you just said you went to BYU. I don't know if we love BYU here. You know, we got to SEU, so, but it is what it is. I mean, this, this pod is for everyone around the nation. We got a lot of fans. Do we got a lot of fans in like Washington, a lot of fans in really? Texas. Yeah. Just all over the place. It's a di- we, we love diversity, but you know, give us the background where you went to undergrad, high school, you know, just give us a little breakdown of what happened all for right. you. Right on. Um, so I basically went to Texas um, for my kind of early years, middle school, high school, and then uh, went to BYU for my undergraduate. Had a, actually got accepted first to UT. Uh, oh, my nice. buddy was going to BYU. He's like, Marcos, come up with me. So we went up, had a great time, great, great four years. Awesome. Um, I, in between, in those, in between those four years, I went on one of my church missions to Venezuela. Very cool. And so learned Spanish, and that was kind of, that was really exciting. Um, Texas has a great a great thing when you leave the state and you don't declare in-state right. residency somewhere else, you can go back yeah. to Texas and you can still be a state resident and get in-state tuition. They take care of their own. It's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. It's, it's all, the, state. all the oil and gas revenue. I guess my guess. Really? Yeah. That takes care of their medical students. Like all their students. So that's why the TMDS, like their cash on that. Yeah. Yeah. So our tuition was pretty good. Um, we, my wife and I, have two kids by the time I started medical school, and time we started medical school, because it is it is a we process um, mm-hmm. for those very, people who are married out there. You can do it. Don't 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 lose faith. You can do it. Um, it's hard, but you can do it. So we went back to Texas because the tuition. Um, Texas is a great um, way of. Uh, I guess your, your people already know this. You know, when you apply to Texas medical schools, it's kind of like applying to residency. Yeah. You interview as many as you want, and then you rank them, and they rank you, and you get accepted to one medical school. I think there are a few private schools that don't apply to that, but it, it, there are, I think, six or seven now. Hmm. Um, so then we went to, let's see, so after medical school, went to residency in San Antonio, UT uh, San Antonio for ophthalmology. And then after that, I did a fellowship at OU, and then I decided I, mean, I was trying to go between: should I be a teacher? Should I should I be private? Should I be all about the money? 
Um, wow. Um, and those, it's those like kind of the discussions you think. I mean, if I go, if I go into private, it's gonna be just a money person. I, I all I care about is the money. And right. It's not true. It's not true. But I think it's the mindset when you're in medical school and you're being taught by your professors. It's almost like geared towards if you go private. You might be a little money grubber. You need to give back. Um, so that was the two things that were playing in my mind. Hmm. And so I decided to be a teacher for a little while and give that a try. I thought I'd kind of always regret if I didn't try being a professor of ophthalmology. And so I did. It was great. It was great for five years. And then we moved to private practice here in St. George, Utah. Where were you a professor at? Uh, University of Missouri. Oh, okay. wow. So Mason Eye Clinic. Yeah. So you were teaching lectures and whatnot. I mean, it, being a professor of ophthalmology is, I mean, you do a little bit of didactic work. Um, let's say for one or two months out of the time, you teach for one hour in the morning. But really, it's teaching in the clinic and teaching. That's what it is. It's hands-on it's, stuff. It's all hands-on. You like it? Like, was it your favorite? It was awesome. It was the funnest time. Dude. Yeah. It, clinically... Yeah, and surgically, it was such a great. time. You were getting it in. Yeah, because you're talking to people who are excited about learning. Kids, yeah, yeah. Kids you're, are like, oh, I want to learn it all, Doctor Reyes, and they go home, they read their chapter, they come back, and they're asking me questions that keep me on the ball, is me being up to yeah. date with my stuff. So that's what I like really too, good. dude. Is like when I tutor, I love it more because I'm learning almost more than the student is because you have to be. You feel like an obligation. Obviously, as a contracted teacher, you for sure do. You're like, you have to know your stuff. You have to be able to answer questions. And in a surgical environment, I'm sure that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're always asking me questions. And then I have to slow down and teach. <laughs> and it's it's nerve-wracking for the people who are having the surgery. I mean, wow. there is some like, okay, how much do we keep it under wraps? How much of the surgery the student is doing yeah. or the resident, I shouldn't say student, the resident is doing. Um, but it's, it's, it's a work of art. I mean, in terms of how much you say, how much you don't say, how much you keep the patient comfortable, how much you keep the resident comfortable with what they're doing. So they're not scared to death and their hands aren't shaking. So yeah. In ophthalmology, a lot of the procedures, patients awake, correct? Oh, I'd say 90, 99% yeah. of the procedures. What's the 1%? Um, there are some times when they're like, it's a pediatric procedure where you're put on yeah. all the way. And then there's the rare patient who has to be put under when, yeah. Did you have any, do you have any residents with just some shaky hands or is that not a deal? Yes. You know, you know, you're <laughs> out sure there. You, know you, you ever hear this? <laughs> you're out there. <laughs> is that brutal? Um, it is brutal. It's brutal for both, really? of, it's brutal for both of us. Are you yeah. like, are you like to them or you're like, you got to figure that out? It's. I mean, not in the middle of surgery, but afterwards no, like you gotta and, get some... and before. I mean, you got to find the right headspace. But then you realize most people, once they get past the initial nerves, it's, the, yeah. the average person can be an average doctor. They're all, not all going to be superstars. Some of them are going are gonna to be okay. Some, wow. I know one of them um, went to, would do medical retina. And medical retina is where... You don't actually do surgery. You do injections in the eyes. You do lasers, but there's no like sort of surgical finesse required. Wow! I remember when I was shadowing you at the surgical center. One of the uh, nurses was telling me she worked at another uh, medical school before that, and she said a lot of the residents would not only get shaky but nauseous and almost faint, like nervous, right before they were like going to perform because they're nervous or like because of the first surgery. Yeah. Well, (laughs) she'd tell them to sit down before they faint because she's like. We don't need to operate on you, too. <laughs> we don't want you hitting your head. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe my residents told me about that, but I don't hear everything. I mean, yeah. when you're a professor, you're supposed to be their teacher. I mean, you come, become good friends. I have some really my, some of my good friends are still um, my previous residents, but um, they don't tell me everything. They do yeah. keep this like within their pre-med yeah. or in their res- resident circle, all yeah. their woes. That's crazy. I, I feel that, too, though. Like, I mean, I, I used to a lot is like, cause I want to do surgical. I want to do plastic thinking about being in the ER you know, like in the OR with like four attendings, you get a little nervous, you yeah. get a little shaky. And that's like, you know, the fear you feel. Oh yeah. But you gotta, you gotta just get it done. Do you, One, ever, do you ever worry about the fact that you may not be a good surgeon? Does that ever no, like cross your mind? No. That oh, I like the confidence. That doesn't because I know who I am. <laughs> I feel like right. I've earned my confidence. Like yeah. I've always been, you know, when I work hard at something, I've always been the best. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, yeah, just work harder, I guess. That's pretty much how I get Are you like practicing fly fishing, tying flies? Oh, yeah. Well, when I, dude, I, you already know I got the surgical kit too, the little gel thing. Yeah, man, I, I know That's my true. way around they the have, I've seen wait, you they working have on kits that. now? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Oh, it's a little goodness. gel. Yeah. You don't, you don't got to get the pig skin out. Yeah, like some faux <laughs> skin. Yeah, and when I was, I forgot who gave me that. Yeah, but no, I, I, I got, I got good hands. I'm good with my hands. I have one question for you, Doctor Reyes. Um, being a professor, what would you say are some of the attributes that kind of set? Well, well, first off, have you ever been on a admissions committee at, when you were a professor? Um, just for our residency admissions okay. committee. Well, what are some of the attributes that kind of set students apart? You know, grades, scores. That's it, man. Besides that, is uh, there anything? No, no, there. No. <laughs> Dude, that was hilarious. Um, that was actually way funny. You know, <laughs> well, you, you have like hundreds of students apply. There yeah. has to be some measuring tool by which you call the flock. Yeah, totally. Um, and my son, who's out there, knows what I mean by call the flock. And there's a book that we love, and there's always calling the flock there. Um, so you have to call the flock somehow, and so it's grades and scores. That's so, how you first do it. Dude, I love that. Step one. Yeah. What about now that step one is pass or fail? What? Yeah. It's true. It's pass or fail now. That is ridiculous. And a lot of a lot of med schools they don't, yeah. are doing no grades. Every class is pass or is fail. Is it pass or fail, yeah. Like Harvard, a lot of the big schools. And I don't I don't like that, man. No grades anymore. Wait, I mean, so acceptance to medical school, but they're still requiring grades from their from their college, right? No, from the college. No, he's saying in med, in med school it's like you no made grades, it, no grades. Everything's yeah. pass Your step fail. one is yeah, pass fail. My my buddies, um or I guess one of my um, co medical students, um his name is Jeff Smith. He was number two in our class. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Just a killer. He's like a six-five surfer guy now out in, Calif- out in Hawaii. He he worked in Texas for a while. <clears throat> so he went and moved out to Hawaii after we were all done paying off his student loans because he did that rural health where they paid off your right. local student loans. Oh wow. Um, he was smart, one of the smartest people, or probably the smartest person I've ever met. Um, so now he surfs in Hawaii, and, and he loves being a pre- – he's a family doctor out there. He's just chilling. That's awesome. Family doctor, never two in his class. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. Um, so where was I going with that? I remember what we talked about. Um, like the free school? Oh, the, yeah. Um, Pass, fail. So that. so his brother went out to Harvard for medical school. Mm-hmm. And maybe I shouldn't have used Jeff Smith. Sorry, I, I shouldn't uh, – I don't know how these things get viral or not. Um, so his brother went to Harvard, and um, his, his pass fail at that time. So this is whatever fifteen years ago. It's been pass fail for a long time. Yeah. So I, I can understand um, not wanting to have your your medical students at Harvard Medical School compete with each other. I, I can see that because it can be pretty cutthroat out there yeah. in the in the medical school world in the pre-med student world even sometimes um but it, i think it's a little bit hypocrisy a little bit of hypocrisy there because you're requiring grades from the college but you're not going to have grades at the medical school right I, agreed i don't know yeah. man i i love a good competition i think that that it's called co-action man i, I love getting down with it and competing with people i think that's i think it that's just how I was kind of raised. I totally agree, and that's why we I mean. And I love academic. We thrive on I it. told I told Andy I love academic rigor. Like I get worried that my med school I go to isn't going to be rigorous enough. Like I don't want to <laughs> soften myself, dude. dude I, you know. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I could be wrong in the fact that once you kind of made that next step up there to kind of get into medical school, you're with all the competitive people but you'll be surprised there are some people who lose the drive no that's what i'm saying once they get yeah. in there and i feel like really? if you let go of the competition that's what happens what's the word i'm looking for not latency but like you just you, yeah Lackadaisical, yeah you, you just lose it dude you, you don't you're not competing you know david goggins sounds familiar he's a navy seal yeah, dude. Oh. Ask if you, if you talk to him about that, he'll give you a good word. Motivational speaker. Yeah, he goes hard, he, hard, dude. He loves the competition, so that's what I like. And I'm sure Andy's the same way. Yeah. What do we think Andy's gonna do on his MCAT, doctor? What do we think? I mean, I have no idea what the scores are now. He, you guys mentioned them three, <laughs> some three-digit so, score to me. I wasn't even aware so, of. So the low is 472, high 528. Yeah, it's the new 2015 MCAT. Peyton got a 521, which is 99th percentile. That sucks, man. You should have done better. <laughs> dude, I suck. If I would have worked out, I would have got it. If I would have worked out, I would have got it. If you would have exercised dude, if you would have took me hiking, I would have got it. What did you get on your MCAT? What was the situation back I don't, then? I mean, it was a two-digit score. I don't even remember it. They now. didn't have really? the MCAT yeah. back then, man. <laughs> they didn't right. have the MCAT. <laughs> when did you take your MCAT? Because you look, you're, like, you're a young dude. Like You're a young 2000, guy. 2000, maybe? Wow. Probably 2000. 
So, like so my birthday. Before you were born. So when I was born. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Dude. <laughs> That's crazy. insane. That's cool. Yeah, what you you don't remember what you got though? I, no I mean, you did idea. good though. I did. I did okay. I was not a 99th percentile. Really? Just you guys know out there, it was not. So. Dude, that's yeah. crazy, Good man. enough to get it in Texas. That's yeah. all you can ask he for. He killed it. Yeah. Anyways, though, Andy, I think you're going to do good on it. Well, how is Andy as a surgical, or as a shadower? Is he a good shadow? Uh, he's passable. He's passable. <laughs> he's passable. He's like yeah, those he's... residents that you had that had shaky hands. Dude. I mean, there are some people you have to light a fire under. He's just one of those. <laughs> like, we got to get you fired up to even get in here. That's right. No, it's, it's actually quite good. I mean, I didn't actually, I had no idea what I was doing um, in the whole application process to medical school. No one in my family... Um, right. Went to medical school or not in medicine. Um, so I was, I think I was the first kid in my family to graduate from high school or sorry, from college. Um, Dang, and man. now there's two of us out of six that have graduated from college. Dude, I love you guys. Well, my brothers and sisters, you're great. Um, but it's just, Dude, congrats though for you yeah, uh, thanks, and thanks. for your family, man. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like an awesome family. Pioneer. Yeah. yeah um, Pioneer. so you, you just don't know what you're doing. Or I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't shadow anyone mm-hmm. at all. I had no experience in the medical field. I just really? I had four buddies of mine. There were six of us in an apartment up there in uh, Provo, Utah, and four of them were going. To, I guess three of them were going to medical school. And one of my buddies said, "Marcus, want you, want you, want you look at medicine?" I'm like, um, "I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm actually a dance major right now. I just got accepted to dance program." He's wow. like, "Yeah, really? um, yeah. This, this, this is a true story here." I was in the performing arts. He's, I, I love it. Dude. And then I met my soon-to-be wife, and I thought to myself, you know, it's probably not a great way to support a family. <laughs> and we're all about the family here. And I loved, I mean, um, performing and whatnot. Um, but you have like only a couple of choices. You can either become uh, join a, if you're good enough. And I, I was okay. I mean, if you're good enough, you can join a a group and then tour the world and that's what i want to do perform and tour the world be sweet like what group like a no there's like i was in the modern dance so you do all sorts of dance uh, genres when you're when you're training jazz ballet so uh, like that we appreciate everyone out there working in the dance fields but if you were on like a cruise ship would that count as that or no <laughs> no that's the bottom tier all right oh. the- <laughs> sorry God. I- sorry guys that's there. what i'm saying I-, I was like dude we appreciate you being out there i go on a lot of cruises man i love you guys you guys yeah. are awesome you keep the truth is out <laughs> you give me a you give me a you give me a white claw when i'm out there with them mm-hmm. dancing i love it but yeah. that's that's kind of the lower end yeah you were. okay yeah. i mean i would i would i would think it would be i don't know for sure but i would think it'd be the lower end <laughs> okay cool and so you know and I was like, okay, my buddy's like, so why don't you try medicine? I'm like, okay, I mean, that's a different direction than I was going. I actually went to BYU initially to be, a, I think, a civil engineering major. Then I switched to dance because I had performing arts background in high school. Wow. I did a lot of different things in high school, swimming and whatnot. Um, so I did an anatomy class at BYU, fell in love, and boom, I was, I was into the medical school career. I think I finished like 180 credits in college. Reminds me of my guy to my left right here. Wow. Yeah, it was I'm way too many. almost 160 now. So nice, nice. Maybe 20, 20 more to go. Maybe I'll just go for the record here. <laughs> That's crazy. So you weren't the traditional student? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, and you were married though, right? Before you? Yeah, before medical school. I was so now I lose track of how. I think for two years I was a pre. I was a dance major. Then I tried business for a while because my wife she heard I wanted to go to medicine after my uh, anatomy class, and she's like. You know, Marcos, I love you, and we're mar- we're married by this time. Um, but I've heard that medical school can be kind of hard <laughs> on the family <laughs> and, and expensive and expensive and a long road. And she said, "Why don't you try something different?" I'm like, "Well, I thought about business, so I spent one semester, and this is how I wasted my semesters, like wasting cash. Wow. I wasted one semester doing business and didn't love it." Um, Nowadays, I wonder if I should have loved it because if I understood money better, maybe I would be a plastic surgeon <laughs> like paid in here. <laughs> Dude, don't even say that right now on the pod. I know, You're going to get me fired up, man. Was, uh, <laughs> You're going to get me fired up on the pod. No, and, that's cool, dude. Yeah, and so then I, I didn't like it, and so I went back to, or I went and I started my pre-med route. And so uh, five years later, I went to medical school. Do you think that that was awesome. like a... Do you think that it, being married motivated you more? Because obviously, I'm going to med school next year. I'm a single cat. 
do you think that being married was like good for you in, in med school? It made you like hustle. Like you're like, dude, I got to study, man. I got my fam to think about. Got a lot of responsibility. Got a lot of responsibility. You know, I think so. I mean, personally yeah, speaking, sure. I mean, I think yeah, it's different. Yeah, motivation is different for everyone. Yeah. Um, for me personally, before I got married, I was kind of just. I mean, I was a performing arts person. You don't really care about anything in the future. Really, you're just, you're just in the moment. <laughs> really, yeah. It's I true. mean, <laughs> it's true, dude. I don't know a lot of performing arts, man. Like people, well, you really, you should because SUU has lots of. Well, it's, it's the the it's yeah. like the mecca of performing well, arts. Uh, what am I thinking of, Andy? The the what's it called? The Shakespeare. Shakespeare yeah, Festival. Shakespeare Festival. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you're just out there just doing your thing, living in the moment, feeling your feeling the body kind of thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. just dancing. I mean, honestly, I haven't, I haven't danced for over 20 years. It's or I guess well, four, I'm sure four it's like physically years. demanding. Like, were you pretty limber? Like, like flexible? Oh yeah, I mean, I could do splits and. Dude, I'm in yoga like right now. That. Wow. I'm a big yoga guy, but I'm not flexible. Did you, were you just naturally good at like dancing? Yeah, I mean, I'd been doing it. I mean, throughout high school, so wow. I, I swam. I did a little football. I was on, on a swim team. Then I did performing arts for four years on the weekend. So I mean, I, I don't know. Just that's getting awesome. out there, yeah, that's sick. You know, the more and more that I've talked to different doctors, I realize that the traditional student, you know, like the quote unquote traditional student, is actually the. I mean, there is no traditional the student. Tradi- yeah. The traditional is the non-traditional. That's what I was going to say. Everybody's got their own path. You know, we got dancer turned ophthalmologist. It's just, you know, there's no just cut and dry path. We got Andy turned gunner. (laughs) We got Andy turned gunner. Dude, Andy was going to be, Andy was going to be a organic chemist. Organic chemist, man. Are you serious? Yeah. And then in OCHEM, our professor showed us the total synthesis of vitamin B12. And that was my turning point. I said, I'm out. It scared him, dude. <laughs> oh, it scared you. I was like, <laughs> did it turn you on? Like, Not what? it. It scared. It scared the bejesus out of him. Uh, Talked about how it took 12 years to synthesize one co- one compound, and I said, nope. Dude, when you saw that, the gunner inside of you just burst yep. out. Bro. I needed that. Yeah, I needed that. You needed that for sure. <laughs> dude, so have you seen the guy on Twitter, the the ophthalmologist guy? Or the, Which one? I, showed, name, I showed you a video, remember? Oh, he's, he's a, is he a resident or? No, no he's, he's, he's a practicing ophthalmologist in Portland, Oregon. Oh, good. He's, that's great. He's kept the humor alive. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. He's like blowing up right now. That's all oh, good for him. Good so for do him. you relate to that or no? I mean, you saw his videos. That video I showed you where, don't say the H word, <laughs> hospital. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would be lying if I didn't... Um, hear that being an ophthalmologist had a better lifestyle than yeah. than otherwise right um but but the tr- but the truth is i think it's actually a harder residency than any other uh, that's a lie that's a, not a, been a <laughs> lot of residencies out there simply because you leave medical school knowing absolutely zip or close to nothing about ophthalmology and so you leave medical school you, you wait if you get accepted to ophthalmology you st- once you accept- get accepted, you start the reading process, and there's a book of like I think 13 volume set of books you have to read, because as you when well, you go those people have gone through medical school, you have like one week of ophthalmology in the entire four years, and so you have really no experience, no exposure, no knowledge um, um, set, and so they want you to read through this 13 volume set, at least our our residency did once a year. Just to keep it, wow. keep it up. Yeah, you know, because you don't know anything, and so you're starting from scratch. So you're essentially doing medical school for the eyes, while right. you're doing ophthalmology residency. Yeah, so it's it's actually quite difficult. You go to school like we had our residency didactics that would start in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, have until eight. Um, then you'd be in clinic or surgery from eight to whatever five, um, and then well we have or eight to six. And then you go home and you start reading as much as possible. So you usually want to read like two or three hours a night. Is it pretty like rigor, like competitive? Um, I mean, I don't know how it stands now, but back then, yeah, I think you had to be in the top whatever quarter of your to even have a shot of getting into ophthalmology, preferably in the top ten percent. Wow. So you're basically doing optometry school with surgical residency on top of it i mean i I don't know what happens in optometry schools i can't say that like for for sure but but you are learning all the basic science because the basic science you learn in medical school is not really applicable to the eyes like in the the video from that i was showing you on, on the tiktok he's like well do you want to forget 99 percent of what you learned in medical school <laughs> to be an ophthalmologist 
<laughs> is that true? Uh, yes and no. I mean, you you forget a lot because you're not utilizing it. Yeah. But a lot of systemic diseases are actually first manifest or manifest themselves in the eyes. I, I, I catch lots of systemic diseases. Really? Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You have to. It's like radiologists. Radiologists don't ever touch the human. Oh, I guess they need invasive radiology. Don't ever touch um, their patients, but they have to know all the basic science, all the disease process, and then also apply it to all how it manifests in the MRIs and CT scans. I was shadowing some interventional radiologists over at, it's like down the street or like that way. Um, I forgot their names though. It was like Dr. I don't remember. But yeah, they were doing, they were doing like the vein surgery. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. Way cool. So, what were what were some of the things that um, piqued your interest with ophthalmology? Why did you choose ophthalmology? Oh, I think we got, that's how we got started in this conversation is because you hear in medical school that's a better lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. So it's like okay, it's a good family life. It's allergies. It's like dermatology, ophthalmology, radiology. Um, and it's surgical. I mean, and, people and like it's surgical. surgical yeah, mm-hmm. I, I initially wanted to be a surgeon. I mean, it's like yeah. you're like the the cool kids of the whole exactly. the whole block. I mean, I, that that show. You guys ever watch Scrubs? Uh, you're too young for that. You should yeah. go watch, watch Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen The Good Doctor? The, the good, good doctor's doctor. good, man. That's a good one. That's a good. I one. like the good doctor. But I liked about Scrubs. Um, again, it's like a decade ago, maybe. Then start they stopped filming. Yeah, that. I've never even heard of it. It's kind of like a caricature of doctor personalities. Oh, cool. You have your the surgeon. You have your internal medicine doctor, um, and it really kind of just and blows up the, yeah. the personalities of each subspecialist. It's spot on. I mean, and being a surgeon is freaking awesome. Really That's cool. Just speaking out of, there. Yeah. Speaking of surgeons, I remember. So when I went to shadow you in the surgical center, um, I think it was one of your texts said that you are the fastest surgeon. Period. That goes to the surgical center. That's You're nice the fastest guy. Are you just yeah. in and out? You just get it done. He's quick. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say quick is good or bad or is not morally good or bad. But I, I am very. You're, if I, I use the word efficient. efficient, I tell my, I, I tell He's all efficient. the people. You never tell the patients I'm fast. I'm efficient, man. Even though I think that's a good thing in my mind. The less time you're in the eye, less you're, chances for infection. Less chances of swelling and inflammation. Totally. But patients here fast. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's bad. But I'm very efficient in the OR. <clears throat> I always taught my residents, or um, I think I did. I mean, now I look back, maybe my memory. <laughs> maybe I was just too worried about them doing a good job and just getting the, get in, getting yeah, in, getting out without damaging the eye. Um, there's no wasted movements. And, wow. And when you talk about a um, a specialty where you're working on the size of a dime, there's there's nothing you should do that should take more time than otherwise and essentially you want to be like a machine and then people's like well we just have a machine have a doctor have, have a machine do the surgery and maybe in 30, 50 years they'll have a machine do the surgery um but your your goal is to be almost like a machine where every single step is pre-planned mm. so you don't have to think about it or worry about it yeah. um and no wasted movements and i, I think that's how i've become very fast and may, they may be I don't know, they probably don't like the fact that i like to move um very efficiently i, I don't know but because it makes them work a lot harder than maybe some other days, but I think it works out well yeah. for me. The so, anesthesiologists yeah. are trying to catch up with you oh. and the nurses. <laughs> Dude, did you ever get fired up at so one of your so residents? No, I'll, uh, get, yes, I'm you sure, I'm sure I did. I don't have any stories to tell. I mean, I, I there's some like r- when you get in the OR, are you a different cat? Or, like, do you switch out and you're like, dude. I'm actually pretty much the same in the OR as I am out yeah. here. I'm, That's sick, though. Compared to other doctors, I'm fairly laid back um but you are in the zone i've seen you oh yeah dialed in i get get dialed in um my my wife would say my personality has changed since i became a doctor and it probably has i'm much more anal than i used to i used to be almost on the hippie side of things i'm like just let's have fun you were a dancer you're a dancer there you go there you go go. but once you i mean once you're taking care of people you gotta gotta get it in yeah you just have to be anal and then they try to turn it off as much as you can when you get home which is sometimes hard sorry kids um (laughs) uh yeah yeah so when i get in the or i think the or is a place of like Zen. I don't think there should be many no em- emotions way. in the OR. Are you bumping the music, the playlist, or no? I do. I do bump the. I do have like yours, yeah, or yeah, is Andy picking it out? No, I'm picking it. I'm picking it. I out. love yeah. that, dude. I, I say well, that too. 
There was yeah. music the day I was there. There was music in the yeah. OR, but you had your That's AirPods his, in. Oh, yeah. I mean, so... Oh, he was listening sick. to something else. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always have one Air, AirPod <laughs> in. Um, so, in the OR, I always... The first hour of the day is Bob Marley. It's my, my Bob, Bob oh, Marley, yeah. like whatever, Spotify or Pandora. It's just always a Bob Marley playlist. Get it it's going. always reggae. Get first start. hour. After oh, the first yeah. dude, hour... So you are like a, like a... I'm a granola myself, yeah. dude. I'm a I, big indie guy. Uh, my brother it. my brother went on a mission to Jamaica as well, so he loves no. Bob Way. that's yeah, also not sweet yeah not sweet yeah. um so yeah after the first hour hour and a half you can turn to something else whatever 90s back in my my good old music days but by then 90s. you're pretty much done <laughs> he's ready to go home at that point time left <laughs> well we, then we i do tell them we need to do four, four like five cases an hour so i was like we're not doing five cases an hour we're doing it wrong so really yeah but so ophthalmology it's all about I mean, you will lose money going to the operating room if you are not profitable, if you're not getting it done, yeah. So if you're doing what? two cases an hour, um, it's not. And once again, kids out there, it's not all about the money, but you do have two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars of school to loans to pay you. off. Unless you're like dog. Aiden here going to that free medical Shut school. Up, <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Um, right, so you, I mean, you do have to pay some bills, and if you want to be true. a surgeon, you need to be a good surgeon and be. Efficient. Profitable. Efficient. Yeah, efficient. Yeah. And, and being part of being profitable is being efficient. We have had, I know wow. we've, we've talked about this, how, you know, billing insurances may be paying out less than they used to and this and that and how a lot of, maybe if you could just talk about how a lot of what you do as a surgeon sometimes is dictated by insurance and what they pay. Yes. Really? Um, the, the, so many times the type of drug, I shouldn't say the type, many times there, there's drugs that come in a class. So if there's a certain class of medications, um, the insurance company, so you have to try this cl- this drug within the class first, even though I think others might be better. Yeah. Um, but there are in some insurance companies that say you have to try this drug first. And then and they will say um, you have to or you cannot perform this surgery for this indication. Now, even though you yeah. think it's good, you can't perform the surgery for this indication. Yeah. Um, it has to be for another indication. Um, and the driving force behind that, and I'm not sure if this is okay, is uh, CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. So yeah. they basically um, will tell you as doctors what you can or cannot do in certain cases. The most tra- telling example is um, when you talk about doing these minimally invasive surgeries for glaucoma um, you can't do them if the patient has like a severe indication for glaucoma you have to go and do a more more invasive surgery so even if I want to try a less invasive surgery first for someone with severe glaucoma because I want to avoid doing the more intense surgery yeah they'll push me into a, a minimally invasive surgery and that's neither good nor bad I've seen cases where I've heard of cases where um, it can be just as successful doing minimally invasive surgery as an invasive surgery. Um, but the whole, the whole point is that they are setting the ground rules for what you can or cannot do. Yeah. And maybe what? you can argue it. Maybe, or not everything, not everything, but a lot of what you can do. And so, I mean, I can't say that um, what they're doing is wrong. It is simply a practical mindset. They are trying to limit the amount of dollars that are spent through the Medicare services because there's only a a limited amount of money that's in the pot. And if you talk to some naysayers out there, they'll probably say there's not going to be any any Medicare out there in 20 or 30 years. I don't know about that's true, but they're covering less and less stuff and passing the cost off to their patients more and more because it's... There's no way they can pay for everyone that's getting older. We have 70 million baby boomers a day, or 70 million baby boomers who are getting older. That's mm-hmm. 10,000 people a day turning age 65 from 2011 to 2030. And then 10,000 people a day turning age 85 from 2030 to age uh, 2049. So you have yeah. this huge kind of burgeoning demographic of elderly people out there, which I, which I love. I love them out there, but it's putting a big strain on the resources of the U.S. Well, that's why, Very too, true. like... We were all raised to get our own, um, our own retirement funds because like yeah. social security is like going to be gone. Like that's what I was taught. That's yeah. what I was taught as I mean, well. That's what I preach to my kids. I'm like, take yeah. care of yourself. Might yeah. as well plan on it. So is your main patient clientele elderly or no? Yeah. In ophthalmology, I would say two thirds are over age, <clears throat> excuse me, over age 65. Really? Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of specialties though. Yeah. At I mean, least that I've been shadowing. Yeah. yeah. It's health. 
Wait, I mean, the young people like you guys don't have any money, so we have to go for the older people. <laughs> no money, and we're invincible, right? Yeah, dude. I'm a brick, bro. I'm a brick. I literally can't die. I'm not kidding you. It's like everyone has LASIK surgery. I have so many people who have LASIK surgery, less mom and dad's paying for it when they're in their 20s. Who has money in their 20s or in their late teens? No, no one does. You True. have money in your late 30s and 40s. To get it all done. Yeah. So oh, when yeah. You, when you start having plastic surgery, a little nip, a little tuck, a little LASIK, and things like that. <laughs> dude, True. my dad. Dad's getting a few knee replacements this year. Oh, really? How old He's getting he? a knee. He's like, how old is my dad? 50? He's <laughs> like 53. Yeah. 50 something? Yeah, he's getting it all done, so. He's been golfing too much, bro. He's been golfing Hard a lot, on the dude. knees. Dude, golfing. I love golf, though. You golf? Uh, I don't golf. I, oh. I didn't grow up golfing, so yeah. yeah. It's kind of how you grew up. I love golfing, man. I love getting out there on the freeway, hitting my driver. So does that mesh with your personality? Kind of like your kind of hippie, kind of granola yeah. lifestyle? I, mean, I don't even know who I am. I'm just <laughs> you, take, no. you take things slow, but you also, when you want to go I'm, fast, I live in the fast, fast lane. I live in the fast Like Like I said, man, I got... Most I got, of the time you're in the fast I didn't lane, get too I many. Say. I didn't get too much sleep last night, man. I was I was out and about with my friends and whatnot, having a good time. That's what you need. I mean, gets good training for medical school and yeah. residency. I you know. I told my daughter, who's she's like, if you're gonna go to medical school, I don't want you to sleep tonight. You need to oh, you need to play all night long and go to work tomorrow. That's yeah, just do. get after that's, it, dude. Andy called me. He's wow. like, you ready to go, man? I said, dude, let me let me eat some bacon real quick. My mom made a good breakfast for me. Wow. Because I'm staying there. You know, I usually stay. I live in Cedar, but when I'm on the weekends, she'll make me a good breakfast. Well, you live here in town? No, I live in Cedar. Wait, wait, wait. So, but I'm here on the weekend, now, okay, and my, par- my parents here. live here. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, I grew up here. Um, but yeah, Andy called me. He's like, "Dude, you ready to go?" I had only gotten a few hours, and I was like, "Let's get it. Let's go talk to. Let's, let's get it done." Ready, ready to do, to do right. good training. You ready to do three faceless in a row? Dude, I'm ready to do it all, man. Easy. Oh yeah, when I was Ten shadowing uh, Doctor Rose, shout out Doctor Rose, man, he kills it. The Rose Clinic up clinic up there, he was busting those operations out, man. He's doing like six, seven breast dogs a day. Wow. Maybe um, even eight. Like straight, just straight cash pay. All day. All day long. Uh, my jealousy meter is peaking right now. So, so, so let's get into it. Cash, only for the cash pay. Not, what would not, you do? Not the breast dogs. What would you do if you went back? Would you do the same specialty? It seems like you're liking plastic. We've any, talked about plastic a lot. Any regrets you have? I mean, no, there's, oh, there's always regrets you have in life. I try to have the least amount of regrets possible. Um, I've lived the life I wanted to live and done what I wanted to do. I think Dude, it's you awesome. killed it. You killed it. Um, but, I mean, it's impossible to have some some regrets. I'm thinking, well, what would I, if I would have done this, maybe I would have been happier. I mean, dermatology would have been really cool. I think derm is um, pretty fun. Um, plastic surgery is up there for sure. Um, orthopedics is up there. Pain medicine is up there. That's uh, only because of the money. Pain they, management. They basically, they basically go to they go to clinic and bring out the printing machine and print cash. That's what I've long. heard. So yeah, the right. money situation. Let's explain that. Like, what do you mean on the money situation? Just cash pay is what you want. You know, it's you go to medical school for so long, and it's not that I want to be rich but i want to be well taken care i want to take be able to take care of myself yeah. um fairly well and, and I, some people go into medicine for the money at, i did not go to medicine for the money at all like i said my wife and i lived in the basement apartment we had no money i mean we were the i was probably more happy then and yeah because i was younger though yeah. um now i'm 45 years old almost dead dude you're young um so <laughs> it was it's not it's not about the money but once you've gone to school for upteen number of years, you know, you're like, I really want to be reimbursed fairly well for yeah. what I do. Yeah, yeah for and you sure. worked hard. Yeah, yeah, you and so I, and I don't think there's anything Dude, wrong. You worked your being, ass off, man. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, my wife did as well, and our kids uh, paid the price. Sorry, Shady, Eli, me, Amy. Um, so was your yeah. wife just like your rock the whole oh, time? I mean, they have to be. Yeah, they have to be. Really? Come was she? Home. She have a profession, or was she just kind of just no, doing her thing, she killing, did, killing it home. as a mom? Killing mom, twenty-four-seven job, man, yeah. hardest job yeah. out there. What are we talking about? This? We should get her on, man. That's what we should. She, yeah, she killed it. Yeah, she, no, <laughs> I bet she's actually awesome. Actually, be curious to see what she says. Her perspective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you love her personality. It's like totally <laughs> flipped, though. She's like, I hated it. So it's like the worst thing ever. Well. There's some <laughs> truth to that, but I mean, when you're yeah. in residency, pretty much, yeah, I didn't see my family. I was, oh, chief, I was chief resident for my entire last year, and Flex. she said it was the worst year ever. And it just she and, said that, yeah. And it's, it's gets it's hard. Is it straining on? I mean, it's you got to work. It's Absolutely. it's something you have to actively like be like, this is going to be tough. We Absolutely. Get I mean, some days, sometimes you're missing work. Is it not going to work? She's Ooh, mad. Scary. I'm upset. I'm not there. Frustrated. I'm tired. Yep. Kind of get home. Come home. Be a good dad. Um, it's really, it's really tough. Yeah, we should have her on there. And uh, yeah, it'll be good for those people who are going to medicine, who are married, to kind of know what they're in for, to kind of prep for it. That would be I, good. I think Very the true. first year, 
well, no, the first, sorry, the first day of medical school, the first week, they sat us down in a big auditorium and said, okay, you married folks out there, you got to know that, let's say, whatever, 10 or 20% of you are going to be divorced no in, by the end of medical wow. school. Just, this is, this is how yeah. it works, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's pretty intimidating. Yeah, it lets you know what you're in for. They sat you and everybody's wives in there, like no, whole family or just, just the med student. students? I think it was just the students. Oh, they there. didn't tell the wives that. Yeah. <laughs> or the husbands. The husbands yeah, or man. The what are we yeah, talking about, man? There's more female med students now than male. I, so. it, was, it was like that in my day as well. It hasn't really? changed. Yeah. Dude, yeah it was like, like it was 52, I, dude, uh, 52%. Me and Andy say it every time, man. We love awesome. our female gunners out there. They're they're better than us. They're for better sure. than us. Uh, man, they seem to be better students by far. Yeah, yeah, dude, no they're just that. amazing. I would agree. Like, like I said, man, a female gunner, man, there's no person or something that I'm more attracted to in terms of like work ethic than just a girl just getting after it. You know what? Just doesn't have time for work me. Work ethic. It- <laughs> Like they're, they're like, dude, don't tell don't. my son's girlfriend. That's what she hates about it. Really? I think she's going to social work though. Oh, love I it. I think they actually got divorced. Sorry about that, son. Damn. <laughs> got divorced. They broke up. No, I got you. I was like, geez. There's yeah. a there's a female gunner out there for you, Peyton. Not it. You'll find her, bro. At yeah. NYU. She's waiting. Really? I don't know, man. I I've always thought I'm gonna meet my wife at, at med school or something. I'm a picky guy. You know, I'm that a really true. picky guy. I had an ex GF for a while. Shout out to her. She's cool. Um, but you know, just, I'm a picky guy. I'm, I'm really selective. So we'll see. We'll see. I gotta have like-minded people around me like Andy and my doc here. So what, uh, that's pretty crazy what you're saying about med school. Were were there any, uh, any professors or like any attendings that just got after you? Oh yeah. Really? Absolutely. In the OR? Um, in the OR, in clinic. What was the worst? Behind the, was there a traumatic like thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Can you yeah, tell me yeah. about it? <clears throat> so the first week, well, so I go to medical school and I'm in, it did, it did well. It wasn't like number two or three, like my buddy Jeff Smith in, in the class, but I did, I did well in medical school and I get accepted to ophthalmology residency. I'm thinking I've got it made. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a surgeon. And there's some time you can take off between medical school and residency. That's like that final break period. Enjoy it, folks, for the rest. I mean, you'll never have it again. Much needed, I'm sure. Yeah. What's the Uh, timeline on that? I mean, everyone's different. You can take two months off, three months off. If you know what you want to do and you've finished all the required stuff. You you can chill. You could. I know guys. I was married. I had kids. I I had four kids by that time. Um, So I know guys went to Europe and just took two months off, and it was wonderful. Good for them. So... I'm not, when I, my very first rotation in my internship was in the ICU. So I'd been taking a break for probably six weeks, just driving around with the family, hanging out with them. Very cool. Medicine's the last thing in my mind at this point in time. Um, and so it was a rude awakening. I think I, 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 was I, I must have been on call that very first night. I was on call. I hadn't been doing medicine for a number of months or weeks. And so I wasn't in the right mindset, and I get I got my butt handed to me. We had patients coming in left and right. I was overwhelmed. And the very next morning, so I'd been up all night long. And the very next morning, the attending were doing rounds. So, so my your, your pre rounds start at whatever four thirty in the morning, and then you round with the um, the senior resident, and then you round with the the attending. So you do three rounds, and just in front of this entire group, she started yelling at me, and I'm like. <gasps> I'm like I haven't. No like, way. I mean, I'm like I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I was trying to remember. Was I close? I probably was pro- close to tears. Would be my guess. It's like you didn't do this and this and this and this, and then you're just being yelled at in front of everyone. Wow. Um, and it, was it in the patient's room or outside the patient's? One of those two. I mean, so she's getting fired up at you. Oh yeah, she was. She was provocative or no? Um. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I deserved it, honestly. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, patient care is number yeah, one here number, on the pre-med show. One. Yeah, it's all, it's all about patient care. And, and, I mean, part of it's like when you go to medical school, part of what drives you, excuse me, part of what drives you is you're competitive, like you said. I mean, right. you want to be the freaking best. The dog. Yeah, Not just sure. being the best of the group. You want to be the best doctor. You want to be the give the best care to your patient. That's what it's all about. I mean, you want to be there for the patient and for the medical system. And when you fail at that, that's kind of heartbreaking, um, you know. My heart broke at that time, and that was really, really, really tough. Um, and so I'd been up all that night. Maybe is the like not getting enough sleep. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I mean I I didn't go I didn't go to sleep for like every Friday of my entire high school career. 
Um, <laughs> so you think I would have been well prepared? Were you gaming? Were you gaming? Or no, what I, didn't, you I didn't. I was dancing. And I was, hey, there he goes. Dancing. <laughs> Hell yeah. We did. We started dance practice at seven o'clock in the morning on Saturdays. So we basically. So you were just staying up. Oh, yeah, we just. Oh, what were you we, doing though when you were staying up? I mean, out with friends and whatnot. Say, out with friends. I mean, I was pretty tame. I mean, I, we didn't do anything crazy. TV, yeah. movies, eating. Dude, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it was just good. Uh, watching we were, Star Wars. The Star Wars, right? You, we were, uh, Star Trek. Thank you. Star Trek. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you Star Trek or Lord of the Rings? <laughs> uh, definitely not Star Trek. Lord of the Rings for I sure. I love Lord of the Rings, That's dude. Good. Wow. Yeah. Love Lord of the Rings. So what? What kind of hours? Um, how many hours a week on average were you doing in residency? Oh, it's hard to remember. I know they started this whole stupid 80 Yeah, it's hours 80 now. I think like they max. started right around that time, either my second, my first year of residency. I don't think it was during my internship. I think it was just my first year or second year of residency. Um, yeah, so it was probably 80, 90 hours, 90, yeah. 95 hours that first year. Wow. Um, Is that brutal? Hard. I mean, it was. I mean, Gotta be. It wasn't as hard as other other doctors who came before us who were doing 100, 120 Yeah, I heard hours. the orthos were like, that's what Dr. Rose told me. He's like, yeah, I was I was doing like 100 hours, 120 I mean, as plastic. And he's like, those ortho guys were like general all ortho. in there all yeah. day, all, yeah. day, all day, all night. Yeah. Just yeah. surgeries. And it's, it's I don't know how it was for them. Um, for for When I was on the general surgery rotation, um, a lot of the general surgeons during the day didn't do anything. They're like in their on-call room, just waiting for something to happen. Really? And I, I mean, I thought ophthalmology because when I went in there, but I wasn't a resident at that time. I was just a medical student following them. I thought ophthalmology was harder because when you're on call for ophthalmology, I was on call all night long. Like, mm. didn't go to sleep at all. Then I had to work an entire day of clinic and be there. And for general surgery, if there's no surgery going on, there's no like calls going on. They just kind of relaxed. But it, it was a different place where I did medical school at Texas Tech compared to where I did my residency. So maybe maybe it was maybe it's actually quite hard because they count those 120 hours as just being at the hospital, not actually being actively yeah, in see. mindset doing something. I see. So I'm going to defend you ophthalmology residents out there. We do work hard. It's actually very hard to stay up all night long and then go to clinic all day long and, and be on the ball. I couldn't imagine. That's yeah. that's kind of scary to think about, honestly. Yeah, dude, you're scaring me. <laughs> you're scaring me, man. Oh, I did fall asleep a couple of times driving home. Absolutely. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. you just stop light like this. Your head's kind of just like you right. turns red, and you put your foot on the brake, and you just try to close your eyes, kind of relax. And then all of a sudden, there's horns blaring, and like you know, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, okay, I gotta go. Then you get in an accident, and you're back in the hospital. So, you know, it was, it was, the... I didn't get any accidents, thank goodness. But I know yeah. people who did get in accidents on their way home Dude, for yeah. sure. On a what's a Grey's Anatomy? One of the one of the episodes, the guy is a doctor, another one, or like a, a or like a resident. And he gets in an accident because he fell asleep because he was so tired. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's not the first. I remember yeah. when I was shadowing the the plastic surgeon. The anesthesiologist was talking, you know, they were talking about residency and this plastic surgeon had done a general uh, surgery residency and then plastic surgery. And they were, you know, it was the good old days when you're doing 120 hours and everything. And the anesthesiologist was saying, yeah, some of when I was when I was in residency, I would have to sometimes grab them by their hair and pull these residents, these general surgery residents out because they were falling asleep, like operate, you know, I think he was kidding, but he's like, they're about to fall in the wound because yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. they were just falling asleep, standing up. Yeah, you, they can't, you can't teach someone how to function under stress. I mean, yeah. that is, I mean, either, I think you're either born with it or not born with it. And I think it goes back to your point about 100%. confidence and you're being confident about being a good surgeon. Being a good surgeon is really about confidence. And I don't know that you can teach that, unfortunately. Yeah. I feel like, because I've actually thought about that recently. I was like, man, I feel like my whole life has been teaching me that. And I know you say you can't teach it, but I feel like me, I've always been on the ball, but like in sports, I've played in a few state championships where like, I got to, you got to perform. Absolutely. Like, and just moments like that, I, I love that, that pressure. Like you just kind of learn to like live in it. I don't know. That's for me at least, but no. I do feel like you are. It's something when you're a resident, it's tough to teach that. Yeah. Sure. Matt, it's something that has to be taught out yeah I, I do i think i think life teaches it to you but you really can't teach it no like few, actively yeah, a few years you have to yeah, yeah. No, can't, I can't, read, like can't read about it in textbook no, right. i can't yeah, read I that up no. no way no it's life life experience so i know that uh you and i have talked about this a little bit um in the clinic but what are the uh specialties what trends are you seeing 
like these good specialties that are up and coming that are kind of having their heyday? I don't know. I mean, I, I certainly live in somewhat of a bubble here in St. George, Utah, so I won't say that I know everything. Um, but I know what a lot of us talk about. I mean, oh, this is kind of this is a new trend, and it's usually, I mean. For good or bad, it's usually about the economic trends. Okay, this is so much easier. So plastic surgery is one. Yeah. Not dealing with insurances is a, is a big hassle. Yeah. Patient comes for you for something and they want it. They pay cash. Done. There's not like me trying to convince the insurance company to pay for something. True. Um, and low overhead, right? And exactly low Basically. overhead. Yes. I mean ophthalmology. Compared to ophthalmology, we've talked about oh this. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> for our ophthalmologists, ophthalmologists out there, I think for every dollar that we bring in. Um, fifty percent it goes to overhead. What? It's That's big. Awful. It's ridiculous. There are there are clinics out there who have worse worse uh, overhead than that. Really? Um, so it pretty much sucks. Um, so for plastic surgery, I mean, the overhead is your hands and your instruments, and you're done. For in ophthalmology, you have the lasers that cost sixty, fifty, hundred thousand each, fitting up each room to see a patient. <clears throat> It is cool Probably to cost. have the the technology though. Oh, the I mean, there are cool instruments. It's 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 awesome. Yeah. Um, but the reimbursement for ophthalmology is only decreasing. Yeah. While the costs or overheads are only increasing. So the average ophthalmologist, I shouldn't say the average. I know a lot of ophthalmologists. Twenty five years ago, he used to make whatever two million dollars a year, and it's not about the not money, bad. but it is nice. <laughs> Slight um, work. <laughs> um, and now I think the average ophthalmologist makes two fifty or three hundred, and that's not even taking into account inflation. So those guys made a whole lot more compared, yeah. and it's simply because reimbursement. Yeah. Um, most of our patients are elder, elderly, and I and I love them, but the government is is Medicare is paying for Medicare. all that, and the reimbursement mm-hmm. for cataract surgery has decreased from I think it was twenty. Old guys would know. We should get some old guys on. Some we should also to get some older guys on here and see, kind of have the comparison with the young. That'd be guys. awesome. Um, I think they used to get paid like $2,500 for cataract surgery, and now I think the average pays five fifty. What? So it's gone down a So lot. inflation goes up, costs and then your go cost up, is going and down. Your so the guys who've been in the business for a long time, they're like, I'm done with this. I mean, I used to make so much more money, and now I see more patients. It's more stressful. I make less and, money. And I make a quarter or yeah. less of what I used to make. That's tough. And so, yeah, it's I mean, not feasible. In, in most professions, like you're in, like in business, you're going to work your way up the corporate ladder and you're making more and more. But now, no. Now you're actually making less than we used to. So I make 10% less than what I used to make um, when I started, whatever, 15 Are years you ago. serious right yeah. now? Yeah. That's got to be frustrating. Probably a little more than that. A little more. Than Do that. you feel like Very you're in a, like a, not a grave, but like a grave? Like, are you like, man, there's, it is what it is, obviously. I, to, no, I mean, the truth is, I don't think about it most of the time. That's I'm cool. in clinic. I'm in surgery. Dude, you just, you don't got time. You got bigger fish to fry. So I, I, mm-hmm. I, I love what I do. I actually, yeah. I mean, I love my patients. I love the surgery. I love the being meticulous and the efficiency. Um, but in the kind of the quiet moments, I'm thinking, okay, when looking to buy something, oh, I wish I would have made more money. Oh, I used to make more money at those times. It doesn't occupy my waking moments, but I, I do reflect upon it. It doesn't have real estate in your dome. No. Yeah. Well said. Well said. It's hard. Well it's said. hard to understand as a college student. You know, you're working a job. You're like, all right, this hour will pay for yeah. this grocery. This hour will pay for my in and out on Friday. This hour will pay for. You know? I love in and out, dude. <laughs> you're making me hungry talking about it. You like in and out, Doctor Ray? I do. I mean, it's good. There are good burger places Ooh, out there. There's a that better, was not strong, <laughs> dude. We love in and out, man. It's good. It's good. But I mean, it, the best burger place here in town is called One. Um, one hot grill. One yeah. hot grill. I've it's been there. Awesome. Really? It's one, like one, one or two grill? guys who work in like when I went there, yeah. the same guy running the cash register who was cooking the food. It is Where's it amazing. At? Where's it at? Um, right off of by the tabernacle. tabernacle. It's like tabernacle. It's on Tabernacle Street. Right by that roundabout. I think you're right. I, mm-hmm. I, I have to. Have to Did look you, it you up. want to know what I kind of like? I like Apollo Burger. Apollo Burger. Oh, yeah, really I good like too. the pastrami. Is it pastrami? Yeah, like their kind of thing. That's good stuff. Now the In and Out did. I like the I like the onion on their burger, but it's it's fast food. Andy's a big uh, animal style guy. Animal style. I don't even know what that is. What does that mean? It's Dude. where they put pickles. They put the spread. It's called the spread. I don't even that know what makes it's made it more of, but fast food than it. Like it's it's thick, man. It's quality yeah. fast food. No, it's, <laughs> it is. It's not McDonald's, dude. I don't like McDonald's. I don't like McDonald's at all. So uh, I, this is a so for the longest time, my ki- you'd ask my kids. Um, I think I think we stopped this. Maybe they're kind of late single digits of their of their young years, but like four or five years old. We have all our kids. There's we have four kids: two boys, two girls. And so we'd sit around the table, and occasionally we'd have friends that kind of come over. And I, as a joke, I'd say to my kids, um, 
So what happens when you eat McDonald's? And very seriously, they say, you die. So for the longest time, we, we, convinced, Dude, our, we convinced our kids that McDonald's food was going to kill them. It, so. Well, it's not a lie, though. I, I can't disagree with you there. But. Was that before or after they had tried McDonald's? Oh, we didn't, never tried it. You never tried no, it, so they never knew. No, 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 they never knew. Oh. And then, of course, Efficient. We, I mean, they get old Efficient. enough to start to think for themselves, which is both good and bad. Where they're like, yeah. okay, it's not actually being literal, kill you. Yeah, and they start yeah. to believe us less and less. And I probably shouldn't have done that. But I would, I would say that I, I don't, they didn't lie to my kids all the time. Um, <laughs> just, just some of the time. <laughs> I tried to be honest. I always told them, I'm nay, there's no Santa Claus out there. No Santa Claus at all. No, but you didn't. I told that. the truth. I told <laughs> you. Absolutely. But yeah, we get presents. I'm like, so there's no, I'm like, I'm not going to lie to my kids. There's no Santa Claus out there. But it just played into every single, really? every single childhood Christmas movie. What? Wow. Parent believes in Santa Claus, no, right? No one. So it's, I mean, I didn't break their spirits Dude. at all. They still love Christmas and they, <laughs> they still love Santa Claus and they believed Bro, in him. But right but now. I was just playing. Are the, you kidding me? The part. I kid you not. I kid you not. <laughs> You're an animal. You are an animal, dude. You're a there's gunner. No, uh, You're a freaking gunner. There's uh, no Santa Claus, but Rudolph is real. You so. said that to him. So your kids are like th- four years old. I would, say, I would say I don't believe in Santa Claus. I don't know what age we stopped it. Uh, yeah, something. Yeah, I love it, man. That's I, awesome. But it, yeah, like I said, they still believe because all well, Christmas movies tell, teach the kids to believe in Santa Claus, despite what dude, the parents. It say. broke my heart when I realized I Santa was real. So maybe you saved him some pain. I don't know if I believe you because I've seen Santa Claus come into my house when I was with my parents. Oh really? Really? Yeah. Santa Claus out? came in. Santa well, bro, it's probably like someone dressed up. I know, but uh, <laughs> it was awesome. You know. Do you have an elf on the shelf too? I think we used. You guys to. know what you know? What elf on the yeah. shelf. Yeah, I've seen oh, yeah. that. I've never done it though. Oh, elf on the shelf was probably the most fun thing we had out there. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Get the kids to behave. Oh yeah, you gotta behave, or, or I mean, the elf's not gonna bring the presents. You guys He's ever find, you. played a uh, find the pickle on the Christmas oh, tree? Oh yeah, what's the? I haven't. You put a pickle in the not a. You can put a real one. Just a little decoration of a pickle. It's green though, so it's camouflage in the green. I love Christmas. You hide dude. it. And you find you it. hide it's it somewhere awesome. in the I, tree. I Is that your favorite holiday? Uh, probably. I yeah. think that's everyone's. I'm getting. I I love how I'm getting older and like really developing my brain because I'm starting to love giving presents. You know, when I hit like 20, I was like, I started really digging into like getting other people. Like I get jacked up when, when someone's unwrapping my yeah. present. I get goosebumps, dude. I'm really? like, dude, I don't want a present, man. Let me get you something. Yeah, I love it. And there's so many options out there. Now you can personalize. That's what I'm saying. I go on Amazon, dude. I'm like, what am I going to get you, man? I'm, I'm looking at my dad. I'm like, what am I going to get you? He loves Tiger Woods. I got him a sick Tiger Woods uh, big mount when he won the Masters. Are you going to get me a Christmas present this year? Dude, I'll get you anything, dog. You got me something recently, right? Uh, I got you a couple presents. <laughs> Dude, the only present that I need from you, bro, is just you, your yeah. spirit. And you guys need 1,000 subscribers for your Christmas Oh, present. that's right. That's you need. Solid, man. We'd love that. Solid. No, for sure. All right, so we had some questions, man. Let's, let's, you want to push? Yeah, let's push it. I think we got Here's a good question from one of our fellow gunners, one of our fans out there. Uh, dude, maybe I shouldn't drop his name, but from Alejandro. Alejandro says, any tips in the OR shadowing, getting his shadow hours in because he's a gunner on the pre-med show? He says, any any tips, um, this will be good for you to answer. He's like, I'm shadowing a ortho, neuro, and anesthesiologist in August. Any tips just to kill it? Maybe get a letter of rec from it? What, like, what do you look for in all, a shadow? All at the same time. It's, man, you, you can just summarize it by saying, not Andy. Yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> An- be like me. Anti-Andy. Anti-Andy. Um, don't ask stupid questions. <laughs> um, I mean, that's, that's hard to know. Like, do you want a... a shadow that shuts up or is like asking questions because they're not in med school you know so it's it's an interesting dynamic uh you have to do the right thing at the right time the right moment um mm. yes um, dude i love that big timing so it's i mean because for all you do, you med students or pre-med students out there who are shadowing um you, you take time away from the doctor in their clinic so they're trying to run a busy clinic yep. and we we all most and that's not true we all most of us love talking to students and teaching it is like I said, when I was a teacher, it was one of the most fun time of my entire life because you're just talking with someone who's really interested. But at the same time, they have to run a clinic and see patients and, and, and whatnot. Um, so just be very, very, don't dominate the time. Just be, take a, kind of quick moments to ask questions and then back off. Right. Yeah, because if, totally agree. Yeah, if, if you mess up their flow, then I actually, they might give you a great recommendation. I have no idea. I don't think knowledge base is important. You shouldn't have to know everything. Yeah. You know, for me, it's curiosity and mm-hmm. interest and then quick, quick bursts of attention and then kind of back Just, off. It's almost like doing that. Yeah. Like if you have a shadow in there that knows what to do at the right time, it's like, yeah, dude, he'll do good. I will say it's a lot of, and I've shadowed, I think, 
Dude, are you giving in the shadow hours in, bro? Six or seven different specialties this summer. And I thought I was your only one. What happened? <laughs> Dude, he's, cheat, he's cheating oh, on you, Doc. Man. He's cheating truth, on you, man. Truth comes right. out. Right. I, I will say, I think it's, from my experience, I just kind of keep quiet for a little while. Yeah. You know, kind of see their groove, see a couple patients, kind of learn their movements almost, and then ask maybe a couple questions, kind of like as bait. You know, see how they take the bait. I love and it. And you don't want to, you know, quick questions when they're not busy. See how they take the bait, how they respond. Is it like a one-word answer? Is it this? Is it that? You know? And you just kind of have to learn. You just kind of have to learn how they operate. It's Dude, different 100%. for every person. I will say, Dr. Ray, is you are the most, like, you are the most thorough with answering my questions. Oh, I, love I really that appreciated that. Yeah. I can tell that you love to learn and you love to teach. He's a lifelong learner. And you, and I've heard you this say. Is true. This I've is heard true. you say this in the war. You said if you could go to school for the rest of your life, you would. Absolutely, that's man. something I really admire about you. Dude, is... Do you wish you would have done an MD PhD or no? Um, for what I do right now, no. Yeah, but, but... I mean, it's one of those things you're like, oh, I wish I would have done this. It's a kind of. I want to do it to stay in school longer. That's the only reason I wanted. I'm not kidding. Like I've debated it because I'm like, I just want to stay in school. Your MCAT's high enough for it. Yeah. Dude, shut up, yeah, bro. Right. We're, we're gonna keep talking about that. that. Bring no, I appreciate it. All right. Um, no, I, there's lots of things I wish I would have done, but now I'm like I'm in the t- like kind of the middle, the tail end of my, my career. I'm thinking, you know, I, I want to really. It's all about my hobbies, honestly. I go to work, That's I tight. see my patients, and I want to like live life, travel, and things you like that. You gotta be that. with your kids, man. And then it's just two more years of your life that you're kind of, I don't want to say giving away, but if you don't need to do it, it's like efficiency in life, like efficiency in the OR. Do not do. The yes. things you don't need to do. I like. I did five years of college. Um, I didn't. I would have saved myself. And if, just economically, I mean, if, if you start making money earlier, you can have to save money for the future. Yeah. Time value of money. So economically, um, you're yeah, speaking no. my language. Surgeon right mentality. You're speaking hey. my language, Andy. Tell me that's not right on with me. I'm 21. Yeah. Like I got. I'm done. I busted my college out, and I'm going to med school. Like. We got dudes. We talk about them a lot. If, got, you, get, if you get in, though. If I get in. Yeah. Who knows? I'm a little worried about you, actually. I'm worried, too, know, dude. Man. Well, like you said, man, I just don't think the grades and the scores are going to match up for me. But we have dudes yeah. that are, like, taking extra years, and I'm like, dude, you got to do what you got to do, but that's one less year that you're going to be practicing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I like to get stuff done. That's cool. But Alejandro, sure. what I'd say, man, I've shouted, I shouted a bit in my day. I had, I had some good hours on my MCAS application. Uh, I'll liken it up to, because you know Gardner, Dr. Gardner. Yeah. Um, I shouted him. He's a plastic surgeon, ENT. He's awesome. Uh, we had a great dynamic, dude. Like we'd get in there. I would just kind of sit there, listen. I'd let him take the reins with the patient, go back to his office, man. I, I you mean you weren't doing the surgery? Dude, I wasn't, man. He, he wasn't letting me get in let there him yet. Take over? Well, he didn't know my MCAT yet. Oh. So, <laughs> but then we'd get back in the office, man. And I'd ask him, I'd, I'd write down some, some, some anatomy questions, maybe what's going on with the, you know, the, I don't know, the, the semicircular canals, like what, what, what's going on here. Um, and dude, he was pretty impressed by my knowledge cause I was doing my MCAT. So I was, I was on it with Mike, my anatomy and he, yeah, I think he, he's digging that, but that's what it really, it is. I, I didn't like asking questions in front of the patient unless he directed it, but Alejandro, you're going to kill it dude on, on your shadowing hours. Uh, so just, just be yourself, dude. Be a learner. Who's Alejandro? Is that he asked the question? Yeah, Alejandro, yeah, man, one of our governors. on Instagram. You'll do great out there, man. Don't don't worry dude, you'll about kill it. Kill it, dog. Yeah, it's it's all about reading the it's reading, reading the room. Yeah, when you're in a doctor or med student or resident, it's almost about performance. Mm. You you are performing for the group. Um, your job is to read the person, read their time, read their anxiety, their mood. And it's like when I'm a, when I'm a, when I'm a doctor talking to my patient, I have to read what their concerns are. Like mm-hmm. okay. Are they concerned about this? And they concerned about that? I mean, what more do they want to know? You can't tell them everything. I could spend it. I mean, we could give lectures on a specific surgery, so you can't cover everything. So you got to learn to read your person, like you said, read your your read the room very very well. Dude, true. Yeah. Read it's the audience, man. It's performing arts, dude. Dance. Yeah. No wonder well, you're such a good surgeon. Well, I get up and dance a couple of times. It but, comes you know. full circle. <laughs> beautiful. Dude, that's killer. So we're about out of time though. I feel like we got to do it, man. Andy, who's your gunner of the week, dude? Well, you know, you. He's, Dude, I appreciate <laughs> you? it, man. Really? It's you? Yeah. Can you elaborate? Bro, you're the gunner of gunners. I've really? said it before. I'll say it again. Dude. I just, I, I've never met anybody pr- that's more dude. of a gunner than you, Give bro. Give me that, dude. I appreciate it, dog. What about you, Doc? Who's your so, gunner? Who's your gunner of the pod? Who are you thinking? Am I thinking? The um, only person who's rotated with me is... Um, it's Andy right here, so. You Dude, know. you're going to call out Andy as your gunner? So I mean, oh, I don't know. I don't know else. I can save my son. My son's a pre-med Oh, student. for sure. Well, even, yeah. even, dude, 
your wife. I'm gonna for my gunner of the week, your wife. Oh, so it can be non-pre-med students. It can be, oh, dude, just getting after Anybody. it. Yeah, my wife for sure. I mean, no, hands down. Anyone who puts up with me or yeah. is married to uh, she's awesome. A, a doctor. Yeah, you have. I tip my hat to you for sure. How, what, uh, <laughs> how long have you guys been married for? Oh, 23 years, something like that. Yeah, Good. So solid, dude. I love yeah, seeing that, awesome. man. We're all that family. Yeah, my gunner of the week, dude. Gotta be, gotta be. Uh, I don't know if I should say the name on the air. Uh, dude, gotta be my dad, man. My dad's been killing it. Um, what does he do? My dad's a principal, and he does a lot of... Dude, he's hustle. He's a hustler. That's where I learned my work ethic. He's a golfer, dude. He should be pro. He used to also he's, teach math. He was my yeah, math teacher, dude, your math teacher. He's the smartest guy I've ever met, and I'm sure a lot of people think about that to their dads, but dude, he really is. Like When I have a question about something I can't figure out, even just like general life stuff, like figuring out how to open something, dude, he's just, like, you know, he's just wise, dude, and he, he gets after it on the golf course and, and in the classroom, dude. Smart that guy. That's very true. He's the gunner of the week, man. He's a good guy. Uh, but we're about out of time, dude. I appreciate it, Doc. Um, it's been awesome having you on. It's been an honor. Oh, Thank you, Dr. Reyes. Me, appreciate it. A yeah, shout but, out to uh, Dr. Reyes. Yeah, YouTube. I got a YouTube channel, Marcus right? Marcus Reyes, MD. That's Very right. educational. Yeah. What are you guys yeah. doing on? What are you doing on there? Uh, it's, I mean, surgical videos. I, when I, <sighs> when I started awesome. this a couple of years ago, I was thinking, do I want to like be educated? Because there's lots of guys right. who have surgical videos who are basically out posting them for other surgeons to look at. Kind of how you share your cases, your technique. Um, I'm not really into that. I just want to show patients and people who are interested in ophthalmology what we do. And so it's really kind of educational, not really entertaining per se. So I'll kind of walk my patients through surgery saying, this is what you're going to have. This right. is what's going to happen. These are the risk factors and things like things like that. So, yeah, so look me up. Um, Marcos Reyes, MD. Um, it's called Inside the Eye. So, oh, that's thanks. killer. Beautiful. You got some subscribers? Um, like 100 200 or something like oh, that. Dude, yeah. 200K. <laughs> you should be hosting this pod, dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll drop the link on here. Go check it out. Um, And yeah, the boys at the Pre-Med Podcast, we're always loving our fans. Appreciate all you gunners out there. Uh, just killing it, grinding in silence, right? Like Andy is right now. Exactly. Grind in the basement. Keep it up, guys. You yep. do. You'll be like you'll be like our doc right here, man. You'll you'll make it. Um, yeah, just keep going. Be sure to follow, like, and subscribe us at the Pre-Med Show. That's with right. Andy and Pato. Yep. Love you, Andy. Love you too, man. All right. All right.